This is par for the course, where two totally average golfers discuss the ups and downs of the golf world and their own golf games. We'll share stories, insights, and our thoughts and opinions, which may or may not be well-informed. Through the good and the bad, though, everything here is par for the course. Welcome in, all you birdie chasers, weekend warriors, golf rage monsters, or even you non-golf enthusiasts. This is another episode of Par for the Course. I'm your host, John Webb, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andy Proctor. What's what going up? on, buddy? What up, what up? What up, what up? Um, we are going to begin with our favorite segment today on PGA Tour, How Did You Score? So last week, just to recap, Andy picked the following. He had Scotty Scheffler as the, or he predicted Scotty Scheffler as the winner. And then he added in Max Homa, Willie Z, Terrell Hatton, John Rahm, and Joel Damon. And my prediction was John Rahm was the winner with McElroy, Spieth, Scotty, Morikawa, and Xander Shoffley. So again, just to recap, if you pick the winner, you get 10 points. If you get anyone in the top five, you get a point. Mm-hmm. So Andy got two and I got three. And just to clarify, this is for the leaderboard at the end of the weekend for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Yes, I forgot to mention that. This yeah. is for last week's event. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you ended up you ended up picking Rory. Rory was the closest. Yeah. He um, had a good Sunday. He but did. Just couldn't pull it through. <clears throat> yeah, I I saw an interview. He was saying at the end of the tournament, he was he didn't realize on fourteen. He thought he was still a few strokes behind, and so he shot more aggressively off the tee on 14. Yeah. But he was really a stroke ahead. Yeah. And then I think he blocked it left or, or pulled it left or something like that. Yeah. So, too bad. So you had Rory. Who else did you have? You had Scotty and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth. Man. I don't even want to get Jordan Spieth. I don't want to talk about it. Total Rory McIlroy. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> the I, I uh, unapologetically, and I, he's my favorite player. And I have a big man crush on him. And um, what up, Jordan? What up, Jordan? Shout out to Jordan Spieth. Here's the thing: he uh, he definitely struggles closing as of late. Right. You know, and it it, it was evident last weekend. Um, shout out to Kirk Kitanyama. Kitayama. Kitayama. There it is. Shout out to him. He played well. Finished well. I mean, winning after having a triple. And that th- and, blew my mind. And three putting. Blew my mind. Yeah. No one's supposed to win when you get a triple. I will say, going back to the defense of our boy Jordan Spieth, Mm -hmm. I think there was totally a a sports announcer's jinx. They they would not shut up about how he hadn't missed. He was 47 for 47 from five feet in. Yeah. And then he had one one putt that was like five foot one. inch and they were like well he should make this because he's been he's been 47 for 47 and then he missed yes and then the next putt they were like well he technically still hasn't missed from inside five feet okay i want to touch on this for a minute so there's something that he does recently not even recently he always does this when he has these putts of like five feet in yeah especially if they're delicate he doesn't hit them with confidence he taps them have you noticed that yeah it drives me nuts and i like obviously he knows something that i don't he's obviously a better player and all that but right. for whatever reason i've always thought in those moments when you know just jamming just, in there yeah hit it to the back of the hole 
Right. That's how I've always thought with these putts. But for whatever reason, he'll, like, tap it, and he misses just barely. And I wonder, is it, like, lack of confidence? I mean, I mean, really, when you when you look at <clears throat> how far he misses them by, the pace control is excellent. Yeah. Right? So it's not like he's, That's you know, true. not getting it there. But because um, they, they still go by two or three feet. So he's, I know. And I know these greens are not greens that I play on. Right. Our, one of our players, Alex, on the tour says that you know, when you go to Augusta, the greens are way more undulating than they look yeah, on TV. Way more hilly. And so you see, you know, I'm sure these putts that these guys are looking at yeah. look like it's just a, a simple you know, three-footer. Just put some pace on it and put it in the back of the hole. But then and you go 10 feet by. Yeah. It's probably, just in my mind, like, just, just hit it. Just do it. Just do it. Anyway. It was a great tournament, man. What a great finish. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, Spieth was, I think, 11 for 12 on putts through 12 holes. Yeah, yeah. Like he had, he only had one two putt, which is yeah, remarkable. I, I think it, at the, by the point I had turned the TV on after I was in church, nice. Um, they said that he had had like 13 putts in 15 holes. Yeah, which is crazy. Insane. Especially at that course, which yeah. is remarkable. Crazy. But yeah, great tournament. So far, the score is two to three. Um, we did not pick the winners, but we had some. I think Terrell Hatton shout, was. Yeah. So I was going to say shout out to my dark horse, Good Terrell Hatton. Pick yeah. Terrell Hatton. I, when you pumped. said that last week, I was like, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but man, he played well. I mean, that boy came there's something through. about Terrell Hatton that, like, he seems like such a rage monster. He, oh, he totally is. But that's why I think so many fans. Can kind of identify with yeah. them because they are also rage very monsters. relatable. Well, this week, as we all know, is the Players Championship, and my personal opinion, this should be a fifth major, but that's neither here nor there. I kind of agree. Like I, yeah. I view this. I, I am almost more excited about the players than I am about the U.S. Open. Yeah, I would say for me, it's PGA Championship. Like I would rather watch the players than the PGA. Yeah, that's probably true. I think U.S. Open is is pretty fun. Yeah, uh, the Open obviously sure. incredible. The Masters is top notch for me. Yeah, number one. Yeah, I would put players way up there. Uh, this is my humble flex of the day. I've actually been to the Players Championship. Oof. Yeah, it went. Uh, I can't remember what year. I have to look that up. That's right. You have you ago. have some swag. I do have some swag from the the tournament. It was you should overpriced. Just wear that to work every day this totally week. Totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was such a cool experience. Um, I did follow Spieth for most of his round. I think it was the first or second round. But then we just sat on 17 and watched for like two hours. What was it like trying to get on 17 to watch? It's not that bad. I mean, the, really? the landscape is big enough that it's so it's sloped in a way that no matter where you sit, you're going to have a good view. Yeah. Um, there is some grass behind the green that can get crowded it's really small but on right. like if you're teeing off on 17 to the left is where you typically will sit. yeah that's where you see all the crowds and yeah if anyone ever has a chance to i recommend it it was it was really cool that's the one thing i regret about my experience going to the waste management mm-hmm. was like you're never unless you're really really committed like you're four never, in the morning five in the morning yeah you're yeah. never and then and then not only that but then waiting once the gates open at seven waiting four more hours before you see any golf that's crazy whatsoever and you have to sit there and a lot of people are drunk by that time and a lot of people are drunk yeah. and it's kind of y- you're just sitting there like waiting for a golfer to come through the, the gateway there yeah so anyway players sounds like a fun time yeah players championship coming up this week all right we're so excited um yeah all right let's talk w- about predictions so i'm gonna have you start Okay. You know the field. I mean, everyone's going to be there. So yeah. Um, 
who do you think is going to win? Again, just a reminder, if you if we pick the winner, we get 10 points. Anyone in the top five that we get correct is a point. So who do you think is going to win this week? Oh, gosh. You know? <laughs> it's a tough one, huh? There are so many players. I, it's so tempting to want to pick players that were different than the ones I picked last uh-huh. week. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, it's... Ah, John Rahm has been playing such good golf. He was so close. Okay. We and were going to touch on this. Fell man. apart. <laughs> yeah. Fell apart. I, I, we'll get to our predictions in a moment. But after or during round two, was it when he had his meltdown? I think it was, uh, was kind of end of round two, Beginning like of round middle three. of round three. What happened? Like, I was shocked. Just got on the bogey train. And just couldn't get off. Couldn't get off. See, that's the thing about him is if he gets on the bogey train, he's so mad or he gets so frustrated yeah, like we all do he does it's hard to recover when you're that yeah frustrated yeah, so sure. anyway um I'm, I'm gonna go on the side of history here and say that john rom because i also saw something this week that if uh if john rom wins this week it will be the fastest to four wins into the into the season mm-hmm. uh since like 1952 so not even tiger not even tiger really yeah whoa okay yeah. that's cool so i will go ahead and pick John Rom for my winner All right. for next week. <sighs> okay. Um, I have a gut feeling. I'm going to pick a former winner. That former winner is Justin Thomas. Ooh, yeah. I was going to go that route. So I think he's do- – I don't know. There's something about the fact that you've won at the place already, and you know – obviously everyone knows the course, but mm-hmm. I think there is something to be said about – having an experience where you win and knowing that you can do it at an event like the players that I think he's going to win it this week. Repeat. So Yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely an event that he has played well at. So, Ooh. two through five. Again, this isn't an order, just anyone you want to throw in there. Okay. Oh, so there's no, no order after the winner. No, because if, if we're going to score it the way we want to. That doesn't much matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, Are you going to put in your top five? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna double down on this uh, this week. I'm gonna put Max Homa. Okay, somewhere in the top five. That's a safe pick, honestly. That dude, he's just playing well, man. He's playing pretty good golf. He's, I love his swing. By the and way. again, he was he was there again this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I lost track of him somewhere either late Saturday or like early yeah. Sunday. Yeah, he was he was there in the mix, but he just oh, for he sure. didn't quite pull it out. Yeah, he finished. I mean, he did finish tied for fourteenth, uh, four under last week, but still, I mean, he's right there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. My next pick is gonna be Scotty Scheffler. Ooh, that's yeah. a good pick. How did he fare this week? Oh, yeah, he was top top yeah. four, tied for four. Mm-hmm. Also, a good pick. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a uh, a Brooks Kepka moment. <laughs> who won the who won the who won last week? Who I don't even watch golf anymore. <laughs> I don't even think I watched the final round. Is golf a sport? <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We go on these I care Kafka's that, tangents. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> this is a great way to lose followers. Honestly, for real. Um, Number, is it me or you? It's you. Me. Third pick. Uh, I will also jump on the Justin Thomas JT. train. I, I, like I think that JT is a, a good solid pick. I like it. Especially considering he's won in the past. Mm-hmm. He's played well there before. Mm-hmm. Um, he, again, another one of the guys that was kind of climbing the leaderboard 
and then just kind of fell off yep. on like Saturday, Sunday. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, for my third pick, I am going to go with my boy, Tony Finau. Oof. Yeah. I would go all Philadelphia style and burn down a building <laughs> with Tony Finau. Would you say he's your favorite player? Number one. I I would say he's probably the player I have like the most emotional connection to. Yeah. Being like, from Salt Lake City. Being from our hometown. Sure. Uh you know, just being like a solid family guy. Like yeah. I think he, his lifestyle fits with ours the most. Yep. I agree. Um, in no ways, but one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I would say I, I pull for him quite a lot. Okay. Your fourth, my fourth, I'm going to go with something like, we need to do another dark horse. Kind of. Yeah. I'm a, I, yeah, there's always a dark horse up there. Sure. Right. Sure. I'm going to go – I don't know where to go. We should just go. have every week one dark horse pick. I don't know if I want to go with with, with um, Sungjae Im or with Tom Kim. I'm going to go with Sungjae Im. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. He's been playing pretty another, good golf. Not really that much of a dark horse. He's top 20 in the league right now. But. another swing that I absolutely love. Yeah. He's got that pause a little bit at the top, but I like his swing a lot. Yeah. I'm also going to throw on a dark horse. Um I'm going to put in Sahith Tagala. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So right now, his FedEx Cup rank, he's number 11. So, again, not really a dark horse, but not someone you would typically right. guess. Right. Again, he's just balling out. And his, his world golf ranking is number 29, so he's no scrub. Plus, I would say probably the most emotional, the second most emotional of the, like part of uh, Full Swing, mm-hmm. the Full Swing episodes was watching him after he went in the water and oh, after yeah. he was meeting with his family in, uh, in the clubhouse yeah. after uh, the WM opened. That was incredible. Yeah, that was sad. So I, I feel you there. I feel you there. Okay, for my last pick, last I'm going to go with good old Victor Hovland. Really? Okay. Yeah. Again, he was – I'm big on guys. It's, I feel like it's picking – you know, leaders in the PGA Tour is like mm. the Super Bowl for me. I'm like, if you played really well sure. and you won, then like I feel like you're going to drop off. Yeah, I but can see that. But the teams that usually go back to the Super Bowl or go back to like AFC and NFC championships are the teams that got there mm-hmm. and got so close and then lost. Yeah. Like they stayed hungry. For sure. That's kind of how I view it. Okay. My last pick I've got to put in Colin Morikawa um, for obvious reasons. Yeah, right now he's he's doing well. Well, I mean he played okay last week, but right. All right, so Andy's number one. He's his winner is going to be John Rom, or his prediction is John Rom. But the rest of his picks are Max Homa, JT, Sung J M, and Victor Hovland. My prediction is JT will win next week with Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, Sahith Tagala, and Colin Morikawa in my top five. So yeah. should be fun. I have to say I'm I'm most sad about the fact that I don't get to try to include Tiger. Oh. <sighs> In these top five. Yeah. Uh, if you follow golf, you've probably seen this already. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, if you if you don't follow a whole lot of golf, and for, <clears> some <throat> reason, for some reason you're listening to our podcast, again, I don't know <laughs> Can why I? you do. At the beginning, they were all encompassing the <laughs> non-golf enthusiasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tiger is opting out this week. Uh, I'm assuming still for health reasons due to his, his leg. So Such a bummer, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think he'll ever win again? Yeah, here's okay. 
the question is, do we think that Tiger will ever win an event and or, I guess, a major? Let's, let's just go first event. Okay. Do you think he'll win another event? No. And the reason why is because he's probably only going to stick to majors for the most part. Ah, I see. So I don't – I mean – for obvious reasons, I I think if he's playing maybe one or two non-major events, I like don't see like the players him. or mm-hmm. the Arnie Parmy. Yeah, or playing at the Genesis like he did two weeks ago. Right. Um, I don't see him ever winning an event. So I think we can put that to the side. I think unless you feel like he could. I feel like from a from a talent well from a talent perspective he could win anything. I think. I agree. I think that if he were to play all the events that he really really could, like mm-hmm. if he really were to you know, get rehabbed up and yeah. I think he definitely could win, you know, uh uh AT and T Pebble Beach or he could yeah. he could win sure you know the uh the match play event that they play down there in Dallas. Yeah. Or something like that. Um uh, one of those smaller events that still draw, you know, a lot of a, a big field and draw a big crowd, but um obviously I think the idea of winning a major tournament is much more challenging, yeah. Especially if you're not ke- keeping up with playing in, you know, championship tournament mm-hmm. style rounds mm-hmm. of golf all the time. It just gets a lot harder to compete in those settings. Sure. When you're not playing all the time. Yeah. But also, I don't think there's anyone on the planet that would be more prepared to compete in a major without playing a lot of competitive golf than yeah. Tiger Woods. So then, gut feeling: Will he ever win a major? Can I first say I think it's important the way you phrase that question? Okay. Gut feeling. I cannot stand. So I'm I'm a physical therapist, right? And so we have <laughs> yes. we have Should we add in this as a segment? <laughs> we should. Deep thoughts from a physical therapist. <laughs> Deep thoughts from our PT. <laughs> so we we have Sports Center on in the background all the time. Sure. And I cannot tell you. I used to think it would be the dream to have a job where I had Sports Center on in the background. I can't stand it. Really? I you've gotten so sick. <clears throat> Of sports commentators. Because like, why? Because they they, they're always like, Tiger Woods is never winning a championship ever again. He's never winning a major. Or um, like today, it was all, the discussion was all about how should Lamar Jackson feel about this contract that he's signed? Like, who are you to say yeah. how this human being should feel? I just, it the hurts, more and yeah. more that I watch it, I'm like, this is a dumb question. Yeah. So so things like, will the, the question, will Tiger Woods ever win? Another major again. Major. I'm like, that's a dumb question. <laughs> like, why are we talking? Because either he will or he won't. Sure. And all the people that had to take, like, oh, he'll definitely win one. They're like, see, I told you. <laughs> and all the people that are like, he won't. Ever no, win. he'll never win one. If if he never does, they'll be like, see, I told you. Yeah. But gut feeling, do I think he will? Yeah. That that's fun to discuss. Yeah. Right? So do I think he's capable of doing it? Certainly. Sure. Do I think he will? Boy, I hope so. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Boy, I hope so. Man, I saw a tweet that um, something like, men are disgusting and they only want one thing. And then the response is, for Tiger Woods Tiger to win another, another major. major. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It, like, it, yeah. I, I'm with you. Here's my take. I do not think he will ever win a major again. Do I want to be Sad. so, so, so wrong on this? Please. Like another, I'm not saying I'm a hater because Tiger's my favorite player besides everyone else. Like he, he's the reason I play golf. Right. And for and the same for a lot of people. But 
Here's my caveat with that. I don't think he'll ever win a major, obviously because of his physical um, mm-hmm. injuries. Right. If he were at full strength, absolutely, without question. Yeah. He could absolutely, he has the talent. He obviously has the mental fortitude. There's no doubt in my mind, if he was at full strength, no leg injuries, no back fusions, whatever, he could win another major. When he won the Masters in 2019, mm-hmm. obviously he had had all the back surgeries sure. and all that, but... Was he, had he been in another car accident? No, the car accident came a couple years later. Well, I know that, yeah, I know the car accident that broke his leg. Oh. was later, but I couldn't remember, like, was it just the fact that he had, he was a little bit older and he hadn't really been winning? Like, because I remember it being huge. I remember it being so big that Tiger won the Masters again in 2019. Yeah. But I didn't remember if it was huge just because he had been playing, you know, relatively poorly compared to his run in the early and mid 2000s or if he was also dealing with his personal stuff no dealing with like physical issues like oh. injury and stuff like that no i mean part of it was the injury but also he yeah he hadn't been playing consistent competitive golf for a while right and it was due to those injuries that he had had his, his back, back fusions, his back fusions yeah and stuff like a lot of injuries okay. so it wasn't any car accident yeah until obviously the one he just had a couple years ago yeah so yeah i don't think he'll ever win again do I want to be wrong more than anything? I will say this. I, one thing that I, I would say for sure, one thing I would love to happen, but I, I would probably put money on it not happening, mm. would be Tiger eclipsing Phil Mickelson's oldest major win oh, at 50. He was 50, right? He was 50. So that Tiger's so 47. Th- so three years yeah. from now. Three years from now. Do we think that after three years from now, Tiger could win a major. I just, you watch him at the Genesis. He doesn't walk normal. I mean, you know, as a physical yeah. therapist, his gait is obviously screwed up. Yeah. He can't walk normally, I should say. And that's one of those things where it's like, I would love to be a fly on the wall to yeah. see what his PT sessions are like and see. Because you know he has the best he in like, the world. Is he overtraining or like. I wonder. I mean, you look at, you look at a guy like Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean. Shout I, out to Alex I, Smith. Granted, I didn't see. I wasn't in the surgery. I didn't see any of the rehab on Tiger's leg. But, like, Alex Smith's leg was just so screwed up. <laughs> yeah. And he got back to playing football in the National Football League. Which is crazy. Which is insane. Yeah. And, I mean, he wasn't just, like, walking 18 holes. He was sprinting in between linebackers and yeah. getting tackled. And So it's like, I wonder if he just needs a few years. I wonder if in two or three years, it's probably still a little bit hobbled, maybe still bothering him. But I wonder if he just needs time. So let me ask you this. Here's a medical question. Here's our medical right. segment. Part of his calf is now miss, is gone. Alex Smith? Or? No, no, no. Sorry, Tiger. Part of Tiger's oh. calf is gone. So they, they had to use they that removed. muscle for Yeah. Okay. I don't remember the specifics, but I do believe there was tissue taken from another part of his body and put there. That's why this, the car accident was so traumatic because he almost lost his leg. Ah, so his injury was very similar to Alex Smith. Yeah, where he, like, they, I think they were considering amputation. Wow. That's and dramatic. so when you look at Tiger now, he wears that little sleeve on his leg. Yeah. But there's significantly less muscle than his other leg. Mm. I thought it was just atrophy. No. No, like the muscle's gone. Wow. Yeah, I'd be interested to know how much of the muscle they mm-hmm. took, which muscle Because, like, they could took. you build that back up, not to the same as your other leg, but to it's a point. It's hard. It's, it's really hard. Like, yeah. In patients that we have that have 
like a even like an Achilles tear. Yeah. An Achilles rupture. Yeah. Even when it's surgically repaired, getting that calf strength back is really difficult. So, and is it on his right leg? Left leg? Uh, it's on his, I think his left leg. I'll have to confirm that. Because I remember watching, I think his plant leg is not the one that's injured. So that that wouldn't be as important for, right, for, for golf the golf swing. swing. The, you know, you get a lot more push off your right foot. Sure. So it definitely would affect it, but. Yeah, and like you and I talked about, on we talked to our buddy Alex on the Wasatch Tour. He went to the Masters and told us how crazy and hilly Augusta yeah, is, which yeah. we don't see on TV. And, and so seeing Tiger struggle so now makes yeah. sense. When you, if you're walking uphill, <clears throat> your calf is a big muscle for uphill walking. Yeah. And so if you're walking up these big, steep hills and you're you're down the most powerful muscle per square inch in your body, mm-hmm. that can be tiring. For sure. So that's why I don't think physically his body will allow him to win. Mentally, he's still there. He can right. still do it. He's still got the drive, but I don't think it's ever going to happen, man. Give the man a golf cart. He, yeah, see, and again, <laughs> he did say in a press conference that he will never do that, even if it's offered. Do you think they would give him one? Yeah, I think they would offer, um, but he has said that he will never take a golf cart in a mm. major event, unfortunately, like our boy John Daly. <laughs> that guy i <laughs> athlete big time um but it was interesting because i was reading uh and i got the notifications as most of us probably did on this new team format golf league the tgl um yeah did you see that i did real quick some context on this so tiger and roy have partnered together with this company um to create the tgl remind me what that stands for team golf league. team golf league and the context is it's six teams of three golfers and they're playing in this indoor facility. Essentially, it looks like a simulator. And it's going to be Monday nights, two hours for 15 events. It's team on team against team. And it's going to be starting in 2024, January 2024. There's supposedly is going to be uh, virtual reality involved. And they're trying to make this really exciting team format um, competition starting next year. So... What were your thoughts initially? So, you know, I've I've seen some of the 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 ads they've put out kind of these in, uh those videos on Twitter. I've read some articles describing it and I I feel like I kind of have an idea of what it's going to look like. Mhm. And in a much more real sense, I have no idea what it's going to look like. <laughs> That's why all of what I just told you is what I read on their website. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that jumps out to me um and actually, I, I guess I don't know which, like, when is this taking place? What Starting January. So Starting it's every January. Monday. Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously, you know, Monday night, you know, airtime is mm-hmm. not as big in January as it is in, uh, yeah. you know, the fall sure. during football season. But I, I feel like that Monday night time slot is could be big, you know, and um, – that was the first thing that jumped out for me was, you know, you think Monday night football, everyone comes home from work. They just, they want to continue the weekend feel. Exactly. Right. You know, long day of work on Monday. Yeah. And you want to just come home and watch some football. Yep. Same deal here. If you can get a little bit more of an exciting, you know, now you and I think that regular golf is exciting, but sure. for all those folks that would never sit down and turn on the golf channel on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, if you can get something that's a little more exciting, a little more um, kind of action packed on a Monday night and it hates just two hours and you've got some good competition back and forth. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could do big things for growing the, the game of golf. Yeah. 
So I, I wanted to get your take on, do you think that, okay, so this is obviously their response to Live Golf, Live's team format. Yeah. Do you feel like this will be successful? Do you think it will improve ratings, popularity with golf in general in the PGA Tour? Or do you feel like it may not? That's a great question. I, I feel like on, on one hand, if, if it's different enough, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different enough of a product mm-hmm. where it could potentially pull in new viewers and new fans of the game. But, uh, you know, honestly, I think things like um, golf simulators mm-hmm. and Top Golf mm-hmm. have done. I think those have done more for the game of golf than maybe this will. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. Take. I can't see a lot of people, you know, turning mm-hmm. on the TV and saying, "Oh boy, that looks fun. Let me go golf." Sure. Or hey, that looks like that looks really fun. Let me watch a you know eight hours of a golf tournament on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think just from my experience, people are a lot more likely to, to do something or mm-hmm. to, to get more involved in something. When they get a small taste of doing it themselves, yeah, like Top Golf or like going to a, a golf simulator, yeah. Um, a small shout out for a small business here in the Salt Lake Valley. You know, we we had our our Wasatch Tour group go to Bad Caddy mm-hmm. uh, two weekends ago for just a, a tour get together, and something like that where it's like a little bar, yeah, a little restaurant, and you've got some bays there where you can go hit hit a ball sure you know people are way more likely to get into golf i think from doing stuff like that than i think watching a league like this so you know i'm i'm excited for it right i think you'll get more more views and stuff like that from other golfers yeah who are wanting to watch more golf you know in the winter time yeah um but do i think it's gonna really really drive up ratings do i think it's gonna really attract a lot of uh new young golfers to the game maybe yeah maybe not so I believe that this is going to be a major bust. You think so? I do. Here's why. Uh, golf in and of itself for non-golfers is not exciting. You ask anyone who doesn't golf what sport they would watch uh-huh. other than golf, and it's every sport. Yeah. Um, it's like us in baseball. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like Andy and I can't stand watching baseball. Fun to play. Very fun. I, I'm on a softball. league softball team. But to watch on TV, I would rather watch paint dry. So I I see why the PGA Tour and uh, Rory and Tiger are trying to do this because they're trying to, number one, compete with Live Golf. But at the second, number two is they want to make golf more popular, increase the ratings. A lot of the a lot of you, the listeners, have probably seen the match by Capital One, right? All of the matches. I think that's exciting TV. See, and here's my thing. I think it's exciting for you and I, but I think it is for the non-golf enthusiast, it's awkward. I think it's awkward in the sense that like the banter back and forth, unless you have the right personality types, Mm. it's not entertaining. Like when the first match came out with Tiger and Phil Mickelson, Mm -hmm. it was horrible to watch, even for me, because they had them mic'd up and they were trying to get them to like trash talk each other. Yeah, but they do that, but not on the level that they were wanting. Right. And I can see the same thing happening with this TGL. Yeah, I can see that where it's kind of like forced. Really, Very forced. If they, if they really, really want to drive up ratings. And this is where it gets kind of interesting, and I hate to admit it, 
But this is where some of these live guys might have a point. Like, if you want to really drive the future for golf, you've got to have some bad guys to play against. It's true. Like, you have to have if a villain. They, if they did this TGL, mm-hmm. PGA versus Live. See, that's compelling television. I would root so hard <laughs> against the Live guys. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to alienate any anybody. If you're for Live, against Live, I don't really care. You, Everyone has the reasons for rooting who they root for. Right. You no, know, for me, I just think that the, the Live you know, a league happened to attract a lot of the guys that I consider to be really, really good villains, right? Yeah. Really, really fun to root against. And so like I would watch that. And, and again, do I think that's going to uh, attract a whole lot of non-golfers? No. Right. But if you're trying to get the golf community as a whole to buy in more and, yeah. and get more views and all that, then that would be. Yeah. I just, product right I, there. I just don't, I don't see it working. I, I can see for golf enthusiasts, it will. Now, real fast, for some context, here are the players they currently have partnered to participate. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Adam Scott, random, <laughs> Matty Fitzpatrick, Max Homa, Billy Horschel, random, Justin Rose. I like Billy Horschel. I do too, but anyway, and Xander Shoffley. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Of every one of these golfers, there are two, maybe, that I would consider, like, being a good candidate for mic'd up, must-see TV, and that's JT. I love JT's personality. I think he fits what they're looking for in, like, kind of more of a, you know, pushing buttons, more emotional type player, and then maybe John Rahm. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change that. Three players. Third would be Max Homa. I was just yeah. about to say Max, Max Homa. Max is a phenomenal candidate for what yeah. they're looking for. I think more because he's hilarious. Yeah. He's funny. He's self-deprecating. Have you seen his Twitter? Yeah. His Twitter is incredible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like the, he and Top JT notch. are phenomenal. Um, but these other players, like I just get the sense that they're trying to make this exciting, compelling, especially for younger generation. But some of these players – are just boring middle-aged dudes that are good at golf. <laughs> do, you, do you know who I think they need to bring on and who they'd be really smart to bring on? Who? Especially after full swing. Joel Damon. Oh, 100%. See, that's another example. And I'm sure they've tried. Joel Damon on this would be phenomenal. He would be gold. Right? Like having the – it's not so much the golfer to me. It's more they need to find the right personality fits. Right. Tiger Woods is not a good personality fit for something like this. To me. Yeah, I agree. He's the greatest of all time, in my opinion, but he's not good for mic'd up team competition television. Trash talking. Exactly. So it should be interesting. I think it's a a good attempt at trying to compete with Liv, but I Mm. do think it will be a flop. So here's my question for you. Mm. You mentioned six teams. Six teams. Three players per team. Correct. You listed off 12 golfers, which means there's room for six more. Correct. Who do you think they bring on? Who do I think or who do I want them to bring on? Let's go who do you want. Who That's do I want? More entertaining question. Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas need to be in this together. Yeah, JT is a good trash talker. Yeah. You can see that from their full swing. Yeah, episode. exactly. The first episode of full swing, they have really good banter. They're really good buddies. They're back and forth. I think is really good. I think someone that sticks out right off the front of my Someone that sticks out to me is um, Terrell Hatton. Dude, 
He would be great. You know what I mean? He would truly be great. He's kind of show. a hothead, emotional player. Yeah. He, I've seen some of his mic'd up moments, and they're hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I think he would be a good candidate, too. So those are two that I think they should go for. I, again, I think it's not so much player skill yeah. as it is what is their personality type. Because, yeah. like, Adam Scott, I'm sorry, is boring Joe Schmo. They need to bring on Patrick Cantley. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought, <laughs> I thought that Patrick was... Patrick <laughs> Reed. <laughs> oh, see, now we're on to something. No, but I agree. I think your take on if they really want... If the PGA Tour were really serious about this, doing a Ryder Cup format, PGA versus Live. John Daly. Oh, see, Okay. Now we're going off the rails. I'm, no, I'm serious. You think I'm joking? John Daly would be a phenomenal. You're right. He would. A phenomenal Skill wise, character. no, but like he's just there to have a good time. I actually agree with that. But here's the thing. Like if it's if it's gonna be a short game, mm-hmm. it's only two hours. Yeah, and if it's a team thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two hours. He won't get too tired. <laughs> He'll have like nine beers in that span. <laughs> Smoke like two uh, packs of cigarettes. Yeah. But like. He's a. He's not. Like, yeah, he might not be able to compete, you know, on the tour anymore. Sure. But if it's 120 yards in, yeah, for two hours. I mean, that's just a range session. Yeah. Like how how bad can he be, right? Who do you think they could go for besides those two? I mean, I'd agree. I think I think guys like Joel Damon, Terrell Hatton. Um, I I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Jordan Spieth would be great. It's tricky, you know. Um. Personally, just because I love Tony Finau, and I, I think he's a he's a, a very like nice, humble dude. But I think like he's an athlete, he's a competitor, right? He was a really good basketball player in high yeah. school. I think he, he had scholarship offers yeah. for basketball. So like you know, he knows how to ball. You know, he knows how to probably talk a little bit of trash, right? Sure. Um, and and a fun kind of uh, trash talk, right? Yeah. And that trash talk doesn't have to always be contentious. Mm-hmm. Like it can still be fun, you know. Um, and so I think he, he could potentially be good at that or he could potentially be really bland about it. I don't know. No, I, I agree. I think he'd be a good candidate. I've seen videos or recordings of him, like saying things that are super cocky, mm-hmm. like his swing speed's incredible. I think he'd be awesome. I think he brings that flair that they would want. I feel like Ricky 10 years ago would be fun. 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's funny how now Ricky, it's like, Ricky has just morphed into from this like young yeah. kid with cool hair and bright colors into like he's got this really cool Uncle Rico feel with his mustache. And he's yeah. We could do a whole episode on Ricky Fowler, we honestly. Could. We could. So it should be interesting. I'm excited to to watch it myself, but I do think it'll be a flop. I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see. Um Kay, do I want to finish up on another segment of ours called the ups and downs. Last weekend, I had the chance to travel down south to St. George, Utah. Shout out to St. George. Um, uh, for people not familiar with Utah, St. George is... Uh, Terrible. Don't go there. <laughs> the golf prices are just so high, no. and it's not even good golf. You're right. Like, I you shouldn't go there whatsoever. <laughs> just forget about it. You're right. I see what you're doing. I like it. We don't want people down there. No, we go to, people go to St. George in Utah because it's warm during the wintertime. Yeah. Um, so I went down and played at Sky Mountain, which is actually going to be one of our rounds we'll be playing for the last one of our tour stops. 
Okay, so some context. I have been working with a coach. I've seen him. I, I do a lesson every month or so. Yeah. That's how often I see him. Yeah. Um, his name's Tommy Sharp. Shout Tom, out to Tommy. Shout out to Tommy. So Tommy's been helping me with a couple things, but primarily I'm really focusing on getting just a natural baby draw with my irons and driver. Um, tell them, tell the listeners, John, a little bit about like handicap, your swing style, like, sure. your swing, natural swing shape, the things you struggle with typically. Yeah. So uh, my natural or my handicap right now is at a seven point zero, um, and it's my swing is kind of all over the place my my strength is my swing speed and distance for sure he's like 155 pounds sopping wet <laughs> that's not at all how, how much do you weigh <laughs> right now I'm, I'm like 195 what yeah. no dead serious okay he's like maybe six foot shout out to me <laughs> just kidding oh uh, man he, john yeah. is john is about six foot and and when you're you know, in good shape, you're what? 170? 175. 175. That's my goal. So I need to lose some weight. So, you know, I'm 5'9", and I've usually got him by 5 or 10 pounds. Yeah. And John hits the ball 40 yards farther than I do. Yeah, and... With every club. I don't mean this in an arrogant way. I truly do not know how or why that happens. I think somehow the way I You're efficient with your contact. I guess so. Like, I just always strength... Or, um... Distance has always been an advantage for me. Yeah. But swing speed and contact. Exactly. But I mean, I'm all over the place. I'm inconsistent. Um, so my driver right now, my struggle is I've always hooked the ball with driver. Mm-hmm. Irons is usually my strength, um, but I've started to fade a lot of my irons for whatever reason. I remember when we when we were first starting to play a lot of golf together, you wouldn't even take driver off. The yeah, team. I wouldn't play driver. You'd take five iron and hit it like 250. Yeah. Which pissed me off and still <laughs> does so much. <laughs> Um, I will smash my driver and like maybe go 270. Um, but yeah, so I, I really want to get to a place where I'm coming from the inside to out on all of my swings mm. and hitting a consistent draw, baby draw. That's what I'm working towards. Mm. So Tommy's been helping me with a few things. Number one is, um, is really focusing less on – I have an obsession with golf mechanics just right, right. out the gate. I am hyper – uh, obsessed with like what I should be doing mechanically during the swing. Right. And which side tangent, we should have an episode later. We should. Where we talk about, um, again, this is my PT side coming yeah. out. I apologize to all the listeners. It's going to come out a lot. I like it. Um, uh, so we should have an episode where we talk about motor learning. Okay. And the different types of strategies that, that we use for motor learning in sure. physical therapy and, 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 and things like sports and, uh, you know, golf, uh, swing coaching and stuff sure. like that. And it's in specifically in regards to, uh, internal mechanical, uh, thought processes yeah. and swing thoughts versus more external, um, swing thoughts or, or kind of more like, yes. uh, outcome based swing thoughts and how that changes um, not only your success with that thing, uh, with that swing, but also your long-term retention yeah. of that movement you're trying to do or that outcome that you're trying to improve. Really, really interesting. So, Definitely. Okay, I'm going to put that on the docket because 
all you listeners out there, Andy knows what he's talking about, so you should tune into that episode when we decide yes. to record him. The 16 week. handicap. That's right. Well, <laughs> no, it's exactly what he's talking about. You do on the medical side. For I know sure. how to teach people about it. I just don't know how to how do, do it. it do myself. as I say and not as I do. Exactly. Um, anyway, so yeah, right now I'm trying to get from the inside out, obviously. Um, my tendency at the top of the backswing is to come over the top. And so that either mm. leads to a fade, slice, or a, a snap hook. So I'm really trying to get at the top of the backswing to start outside or inside and come out at impact. Mm. And so one thing that he has helped me with is that external visualization where when I strike the ball, try and hit as if I'm trying to push it to the right. So aim it like you're aiming at your target, but you, when you imp, hit at impact, it's almost like you're hitting, trying to push it out and have it go from right to left, yeah. right from the get-go. I get you. So uh, we played at Sky Mountain, par 72, I believe, mm. and I shot 84. Was not pleased with the round. Mm. Um, yeah, shooting in the 80s must suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have no rebuttal. Uh, <laughs> granted, I will shoot in the 80s, you know, get, you know yeah. frequently, yeah. but, you know, not as frequently as I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah, my goal right now is to hit into the mid to high 70s. That's where I want to be consistently. Yeah. Um, so I hit the ball okay. Um, I, I Driver was kind of all over the place, so I started hitting three wood off the tee. Mm. Um, and Sky Mountain has – shout out to Sky Mountain. Their backdrop, especially on the back oh, last it's phenomenal. three rounds, it's incredible. I'm so, I've never played there. I'm so excited. Yeah, too. it's beautiful. And so – but yeah, um, driver off the tee was really a struggle. Um, kind of sprayed it all over the place, and then I had to recover a lot. Um, irons were okay. I feel like I'm hitting my ball striking is getting better with my irons, which I'm really happy about. Mm-hmm. Putting was actually really good. Um, I think yeah. I had one three putt the whole the whole day. That's good. So I was really pleased yeah. with that. Um, but overall, I would say I'd give myself like a B minus. Mm. So it wasn't great. Wasn't terrible kind of just average um how so, how long did the course play uh i would have to look it's it's actually not that long it i was hitting iron a lot and i was able to hit iron like short iron in on par force so you're hitting iron off the tee mm-hmm. oh wow yeah it's kind of nice so um but unfortunately the round took five and a half hours what yeah we had to wait Why? on pretty much every hole. There were, I don't know, there were a few groups up ahead Goodness. that were super slow. What and so time did you tee off? Started at 1. We ended at 6.30, so the sun was setting. That's good to know yeah. for our tour. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was an interesting round. I, I'm really trying to get, I went to the range today, and really I'm just focusing on that, getting into out and trying to not come over the top in my downswing. So... We'll see how it goes. I'm really looking forward to springtime when we can start playing more consistently. So I am too. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. I unfortunately, uh, my ups and downs are more downs than ups right now. I injured my shoulder a few weeks ago snowboarding. <laughs> and I still <laughs> so can sorry. pretty much only chip and putt. Um, I can swing pretty light wedges. I can do like a, like a two-thirds wedge. Yeah. Uh, you but, had some drives. I mean, you were... Fully finishing with the driver. Yeah, I had to just kind of saw off a lot of my finishes when we were playing there at yeah. Bad Caddy. So, but it's still, uh, yeah, full swings still kind of hurt. So, you'll get there. Rehab a little farther. You better get there. We'll get there. All right, everyone. Uh, I'm John Webb. 
And I'm Andy Proctor. And everything here has been par for the course. Have a good week.